This episode is sponsored by our friends at Fujifilm North America. Their X-Series digital cameras and lenses may just give you that creative edge you're looking for in your portraits and events. You'll find everything from 40 megapixel image quality to 40 frames per second bursts, plus unique in-camera film simulation modes and effortless usability. Click the link in the episode description to find the full range. There has never been a better time to invest in your passion, so make sure to click the link. Hey there, it's Nikki Klosser, and I want to let you know about an awesome free giveaway for people on our email list. If you haven't already, click the link in our podcast description or go to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up to get on the list. If you sign up, you'll get a free posing 101 PDF to jumpstart things. It's an epic PDF, so you'll definitely want to get this. Also, just by being in our email community, you'll get deals, sales, and information about any of our upcoming events and activities. So head over to theportraitsystem.com slash sign up and sign up today. This is the Portrait System Podcast, a show that helps portrait photographers and people hoping to become one navigate the world of photography, business, money, and so much more. We totally keep it real. We share stories about the incredible ups and the very difficult downs when running a photography business. I'm your host, Nikki Klosser, and the point of this podcast is for you to learn actionable steps that you can take to grow your own business and also to feel inspired and empowered by the stories you hear. Hey everyone, on today's Clubhouse episode, we have your hosts, Kevin Conde and Ashley Taylor, along with David Sue. He is back on the podcast to answer more questions about TikTok and how TikTok has contributed to his success, how he grew his following, and just all things TikTok and how it can help your business. Okay, please enjoy David, Kevin, and Ashley. Welcome everyone to the Portrait System Podcast Clubhouse Edition. My name is Kevin Conde, and I'm here with my co-host, Ashley Taylor. If you are not familiar with The Portrait System, we are a portrait photography podcast that is powered by Sue Bryce Education. Nikki Klosser hosts our regular Monday episodes, and Ashley and I co-host our Clubhouse edition, which is live here on the Clubhouse app every Friday at noon Pacific, except today. And then our episodes are released on Thursdays. You can tune in on your favorite podcast app by searching for the portrait system. Ashley, how are you doing today? I am good, Kevin. I'm so excited to be here co-hosting again with you. And I am so excited to introduce our guest for today, the one, the only, David Su. Um, David is an SBE alumni. You guys may have seen him in the men's intensive workshop on Subrace Education. And of course, he's also a TikTok megastar. So we're so excited to have you, David. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> megastar. <laughs> yeah, no pressure or anything. We're just setting you <laughs> just setting a high bar right off oh, the bat. Goodness, Ashley. <laughs> um, Welcome to the podcast, David. Uh, Thank we you. are so happy and excited to have you on. Um I'm personally not on TikTok, but I do listen to every episode of the Portrait System podcast, and I love hearing about men's perspectives of building a photography business that revolves around making the everyday woman feel special and seen, and the process and steps that they take to make it happen. Uh, right after your episode with Nikki, I ran to all your social medias, I followed you, and I watched all your, <laughs> pretty much all your videos. Uh, that you have posted and love everything you have. So aside from your charisma 
and your energy that lights up a room, let's talk about what else you're known for in TikTok. Uh, So there are a lot of photography business owners that are tired of having to learn new social media. Uh, They have their Facebooks, they have their Instagram, and now over the last couple of years, you've seen TikTok rise to popularity. Uh, For those that haven't dove into it yet, can you explain what is happening on TikTok, how it works, and what benefits they might see from actually having an account as business owners? Yeah, so what I love about TikTok is that any one of your videos that you post can have an enormous amount of reach. And so we usually don't find that with these platforms um, that that have been existing way before, like Facebook and Instagram. And to me now, I treat my Instagram a lot more like a community, right? I'm I'm, uh, sustaining the community, you know, um, giving them things to talk about and things like that. But if I want to grow the community, um, it's hard to do that on Instagram. I'm sure a lot of people here um, have felt that as well because it's just the the reach isn't there, right? Like you have to um, either get a big shout out from someone else. It's a very, very slow growing process. Um, so on TikTok for me, I just wanted to simply share the joys of what I do and which I'm, again, everyone here, I'm sure we love what we do. It's so easy for us to share I think we overthink a little too much sometimes in, in doing that. So a great thing about TikTok is that any video that you post, we, we don't know. You could literally become a star tomorrow. Um, and that just won't happen on any of the other platforms. So I always say like, hey, like one video can literally change your life on TikTok. And it won't like any other platform won't offer that. Like I always, I always, uh, you know, say, hey, like, just post something. It doesn't matter. It could be, uh, I, know, I know Sue um, had a Facebook post about people pointing at the screen on TikTok and things coming up. But you could do that too. You could do that. That could <laughs> blow up. Honestly, like you, uh, maybe, maybe you dropping your camera and you caught that on video. Just upload that and say like, oh, this one time I felt like my world was about to end. And that could blow up too. You don't know what's going to blow up, but it can. And it's changed the life for so many people. There's um, like musicians that, you know, were creating music during the pandemic time that are like on billboard charts now. Um, and then for me as well, like I'm, I, I still can't believe every day I'm, I'm, my, my business is thriving. Um, just thinking about where it was going into the pandemic uh, to now is just a stark difference. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the big thing about TikTok. Was there one video for you that was like the game changer? Like, can you pinpoint the one video that just like changed, like took off for you, went viral, like the first one? Yeah, um, uh, I think it was. It was my first. Um, I don't even know how I got to this. I'm like, dang, David, you were you got pretty creative with this one. <laughs> um, it was me. It was like my first time ever sort of portraying me as a photographer, uh, teaching sort of a shy client how to get out of their shell uh, and become like an absolute badass, right? And like, it's like a funny skit with uh, a song that was popular um, about a year ago on TikTok and it's trending. And it was, you know, I was role-playing as me as a photographer, being like, hey, come on, come out behind the backdrop. 
And then, you know, I got into character too. So it was me first time writing this big tool skirt that we all love in, uh, in Sue's Facebook group. Um, and I'm wearing a big flower crown. I come out of the backdrop playing as this shy client. And then I'm sort of posing the client and then she's so, sort of doing it. And then when the beat drops, um, she becomes like this absolute queen, uh, slow motion, twirling the dress and things like that. And again, like things like that, I'm, like, we witness all the time as photo photographers. And, you know, um, it was just like, oh, it'd be really funny to match that to a song. And I think that was the first time it took off. Um, yeah. I love that. I feel like one of the things that like I see a lot when I talk to people about, you know, using TikTok or Reels, which is like the Instagram version, of course, um, mm -hmm. is like, how do you even come up with these ideas? I think for most like photographers, it's like we're, yes, like we know, like you said, like what our clients experience, but putting it in like video clip snappy format and then also you know the whole trending audio piece those are hard concepts for people to figure out like do you have any advice for like how do you like yeah how do you generate ideas how do you figure out what audio could be like a good fit for something yeah I mean obviously in the beginning it's gonna be tough Right, the beginning is always gonna feel like the hardest part, but once you do it, you get a hang of it, and that comes with like, um, you know, one thing that makes TikTok really easy once you get going just a little bit is that people will ask you questions, right? Because obviously we're gonna be framing ourselves as a professional. This is what we do, and people will have questions for you, and that's like the that's like what I really love about TikTok that no other platform does as well. There's the interactiveness between the creator and the, uh, the consumer. People can ask you a question and you can reply to that question, of course, as a comment, but you can also reply to it as a video. You know, so if someone says, David, how do I pose in a miniskirt? And there is an instance where I put on a miniskirt and made a video on how to pose in a miniskirt. <laughs> Now, you don't need to put on a mini skirt, but again, just highlighting the fact that there's this back and forth. You can also, um, there's a feature called duet and stitching on TikTok where you're really just interacting with someone else's video. So, you know, if, if, you come, if you're watching on TikTok and someone's talking about photography, I'm sure there's something you can like put your like two cents on. Maybe it's like, Hey, how come I, I see this video all the time? Hey, how come um, I always look good in person, but in photos, I always look like this? Or how come my, when my friends take a photo of me, it always looks like this? And then you can, quote unquote, uh, stitch that video and then give your true sense on it and saying, hey, I'm a professional, professional photographer and this is my thoughts on this. And like, you don't need any, quote unquote, again, creative juices to make something like that, right? Um, but as you yeah. get into the habit of creating and then also just watching just TikTok as well and seeing all these really fabulous things people are doing out there. And once we get out of our head thinking it's just a platform with uh, young girls dancing, um, there's a place for everyone on TikTok, of, like all different backgrounds, talking about everything serious, everything goofy, and um, you can create some really cool things from that. So are you looking towards other photographers on the platform to help your creative process uh or is that you feel like that's uh too much like following a trend 
or how else uh, are you drawing inspiration from the content that you're seeing there? Yeah, so um, I talked a little bit about that, I think, on uh, with Nikki, is that, you know, advice I gave other photographers is to do not follow other photographer accounts. Um, I mean, we see that with Instagram all the time, right? What do we do on there? It's like we post our best photos of our clients, right? And we follow other photographers and all they do is, again, post their portfolio pieces, their recent clients, all that stuff. Maybe a behind the scenes, if we're lucky, we get to see that. But, you know, then it only it just really becomes about, okay, who's got the better images? And, you know, then we got to ask ourselves, who's really looking at our content? And I think at that point, um, it's actually more so for photographers than possible uh, clients, right? Yeah. And yeah. like, if we're building our brand, like we have, we have to think about our audience too. And we got to realize that, like for me, I was only thinking of my audience being possible clients. I never knew posing could be something that people all around the world well, at this, like, at this point, the crazy number of like 3.1 million people would enjoy seeing. And, you know, uh, if I kept telling myself, oh, like these photos I post and this content I post is only for possible clients, then I wouldn't have the platform I have now. Um, so not following, going back to the question, like not following other photographers, because if you were to follow what the basic photographer is doing on TikTok, um, you'll be creating, you'll be posting a little like behind the scenes video of you shooting that's been a camera that's been set up on the tripod with a trending song like Peaches by Justin Bieber. And then at the end, you got to show a little result and that's going to be all of your content, right? That's literally what we see on Instagram, but on TikTok. So again, going out of the way to draw inspiration from the actual popular content on TikTok and not what photographers are doing um, is what I would suggest. And that's what I do, at least. Yeah, I think that's really good advice because I think that that advice can carry not just like in TikTok, but everything. Like sometimes with photographers, we just copy each other's price lists. We copy each other's websites. We copy each other's messaging. And it's like, you know, I think you're most successful when you speak to your authentic like why you're doing this whether it's on your website whether it's on a tiktok video right like Mm -hmm. i think photographers need to get in the habit of stop looking at everyone on the else everyone else in the industry and like really finding Mm -hmm. our own style and our own voice so i really love that you're you know saying that with tiktok can i ask like another somewhat technical question but it is something that I get a lot of pushback on when I like, you know, encourage people to make more reels is just the time. Like, how do you, because people go, oh God, I made one, you know, TikTok or one reel. And that took like five hours of my life. And like, is it, do you batch them? Like, do you storyboard ahead of time? Like, what do you do to make it not life consuming? I don't know. I just, I just feel like, again, it's so funny. I, I, I actually just told this to my client today too because um, he's in real estate. Um, he didn't come from real estate, but he, we were just talking about what he does and stuff like that. And he was like, wow, how's your business doing and things like that. I said, it's, it's going so well. But the funny thing is sometimes I would get these comments on my TikTok from 
people who obviously run a small business of, of sort and they say, oh my gosh, David, this is, this is amazing marketing, David. I'm like, oh man, I've never seen this as marketing for myself. I, if you look at my TikToks, I remember the last time I ever said, hey, come book a shoot with me or even mention me as really a professional photographer and my service or where I'm located. Like, I don't, that's probably, I probably mentioned that a couple more times when I was first starting on during the pandemic because I needed to get some um, pre-bookings just a little bit more so I can survive. But I don't see it as marketing. It's again, I just, I love what I do. You know, I love what I do. It's kind of like my analogy I give all the time is if you find your, a new favorite ice cream flavor or a shop that opened up near you, what are you going to do? You got to go share if you love it that much, right? You got to go to your friend, you got to go to your partner, your family, bring them a cup or bring them there and say, oh my gosh, my treat, this is so amazing. And like, we need to treat what we do the same way because we love what we do. And hopefully we do love that. And, you know, it should really become easy to do. And if it takes five hours, it took five hours, but you loved doing it because you, you got to share it with other people. And, you know, the moment we think of it as marketing, it's like, oh my goodness, I have to put five hours into marketing. And then you think of ROI and then you're like, oh, like two people saw this. <laughs> oh no, this is terrible. It never works. And then you go on Facebook telling everyone else that Instagram reels suck. And then, you know, yeah, it's just totally. everything's downhill from there. Yeah. So it seems like it's really like truly a creative outlet for you and not like it wasn't ever the intention to necessarily like book a bajillion clients off of it. It was just like, I love putting these videos together and I want to share my joy with the world. Yeah. And like, that's more how people should find their joy in like content creation rather yes. than like the, like the grind of it. I guess <laughs> the feeling yeah. like they have to do it. Yeah. I mean, certainly you can see it as a business model because content creators, make a full-time living. So I think if you truly are going to see it as like, oh, business time, then you have to realize like it, it takes a lot of time. If you're going to truly see it as business, it will take a lot of time. I'll tell you that. Um, I don't know if you know this tech reviewer on YouTube. His name is Marcus Brownlee. He's really huge. Um, he's probably like the biggest uh he has probably the biggest corner for tech reviewing on YouTube. And it's, it's, you have to search his like video from when he first started. He was like 15, his like voice didn't even like mature up. He had like, <laughs> a kid, kid voice like this. And his hundredth video, you watch his hundredth video and then he's still 15 and he's saying, oh, thank you guys, everyone. This is my hundredth video. I just want to thank all my 20 subscribers. Uh, for supporting me and then now like fast forward like 10 years he he has his own like building and studio employing 10 people um and it's you know like it takes time if you want to go that direction know that uh so you don't burn yourself off by thinking you're gonna make a uh one one hit wonder by putting in five hours uh love me some mkbhd there david uh <laughs> but you have an assistant named Lucero. Uh, yes. She does a fantastic job uh, being on screen with you. Mm -hmm. To be able to create the content that you do, as well as run your business, do you feel that an assistant is mandatory to be able to do what you do as a photographer? Uh, and do you believe someone is, or do you believe someone is able to do what you do on your own? 
I was just getting to a place where I was like, there's just too much work. And as, as I grow as a content creator, so like now I have two careers, right? Not just a small business owner as a photographer, but a content creator as well. Um, you know, but even like when I was just growing on TikTok with a couple hundred thousand uh, followers, like I was just like, this is too much work. And I couldn't really comprehend it. It was just a lot of work to me. It was a feeling, right? And I couldn't, you know, I, I try to write it down on paper, like where am I spending lots of time and things like that. But the, at the end of the day, I needed help. So, you know, like if you're growing to that point where um, your, your schedule was full, like you just imagine being booked up for the next three, four months, and then you want to keep growing your, um, your TikTok following or whatever it is, like it doesn't even have to be content creating. Maybe it's another passion. If you want to keep creating that, then of course we got to find more time for ourselves, right? So, you know, um, of course, allocating time and having someone help us out is, is really beneficial. Um, and Lucero does that for me. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, with, with everything that you're doing, what are you personally handling and what else are you outsourcing to other places because you are just so busy? So Lucero takes all the inquiry calls. And right now, she's taking my style consults, too. We're experimenting with me transitioning into that again. Um, that could be a little bit different of a topic if you do want to expand on that. But right now, she's taking inquiry calls, the style consults, and then she's packaging all the boxes. Um, you know, I, I, I like giving my clients the box, but I didn't necessarily like just putting in the hours, just taping them up and everything, the products. Uh, she's ordering the everything, and as I say this, I'm like, "Dang, it's really good that I have the settle." Um, and then for me, I also outsource my editing. Um, I I outsource that, and I do the final color grading on the images. Um, this really allows me to just focus on serving my clients at the shoots, creating more content, and focusing on my content creator career. Um, I also do have a like part-time like project manager because there's a lot of projects I'm working on, but that's really more so for the content creator side of things. Do you feel like um, your clients are super excited to like work with you know like are they super excited to work with Lucero because they see her on your TikTok <laughs> or um, like do you feel like they're kind of like oh but I thought David was gonna like hold my hand through this and I found him on TikTok and like. I want to, you know, I want to like maximize my game of time. Like how do you know what I mean? Cause I, I asked that question cause we um, had Bethany uh, Joe's on uh, maybe a few months ago and she was saying, you know, how booked up she was and how crazy she was. And, but then she was saying that, you know, she didn't want to outsource a lot of the client interaction work pre-shoot because she felt like they were paying to get Bethany and it would be like a disappointment. And I know everyone has their own opinion and what works best for them. But I was just curious because I'm sure with you, you know, having people found you on TikTok that they're probably just so excited to get to meet you and maybe a little starstruck. Um, so yeah, if you could speak to that. Well, the star has definitely become her own character. And... And um, people even recognize her on the street, even just by herself. She went oh, to wow. a, yeah, she went to a cafe and she was like, oh my gosh, are you, do you work with that photographer? She's like, yeah, you're like, Lucero. And she's like, yes. And it's, it's incredible. <laughs> she's, 
she's never the one to like um have a big ego so she's always like no david no one knows me but for sure everyone knows her and you know everyone loves her and even on my stories and my instagram like um if we do any like fun little competition like who took the photo better like she's she's always winning no doubt <laughs> competition people love her she's always first before me among the community um so in that regards uh not really like i, I made it a big deal to um let everyone know about Lucero and she's exactly who she is on camera and in person. So people love her. Um, it's really hard to not get along with Lucero. So yeah, but like, as I also think about expanding the team further, um, I, I thought about that. I was like, oh, okay. Now what happens if a new character is introduced and it's not Lucero? Um, so I don't know, but I mean, it's, it's worked out. I, the really cool thing is that um, I think my community and my followers respect my time. They know, um, oh, like David can't take all the calls. David isn't, I don't think they expect all of that. Yeah. And yeah, I also built it into the system too, right? So like when they go to my website, it says Lucero will be speaking with you. And when you schedule a time, the confirmation email is from Lucero. And she says, hey, like, I'm Lucero. I'll be taking care of you throughout this whole process. I'll be, and here's how to prep for our call. So they're never just, like, surprised. Yeah. I think that's such a huge thing, just education and front-loading with people. And like you said, having a system. Because as long as it seems like that's the way it's supposed to go down, people are mm-hmm. always, like, you know, they're like, oh, that makes sense. It's, of course, the way it's supposed to go down. Right. It's when people, like, when photographers don't actually have a system set up, that mm. that's when, like, expectations start not getting met and mm-hmm. clients start getting, feeling disappointed about things. So I think it's really cool that you include her in all the, um, like, client-facing interactions beforehand yeah. so that people know what to expect. So with the clients that you're you're booking now, are you finding that they are clients that are seeing you on TikTok and Instagram who would already know who Lucero is and would be okay dealing with her? Or are you still finding people in your area that were like, oh, you know, we heard or we saw, you know, uh, someone say that you were a good photographer and we should work with you? Maybe not even knowing who you are. Um. So the, is the question more so like, are people coming from TikTok or just like locally? Uh, whether people, the people that are finding and booking with you, mm-hmm. is it that they already know you and the people that you surround yourself, Lucero, uh, mm-hmm. via TikTok, or are there people that have never even seen any of your content online, but have might have heard word of mouth that you're a photographer to be working mm-hmm. with? I, I mean, I definitely think it's it's like people that know me, and if they know me, most likely they know Lucero. Um, she hasn't appeared in my TikTok too much lately, so maybe there's people finding me now on TikTok that don't know about Lucero too much. Um, but again, like you know, when they come onto my website, it's, a, it's quite a professional website. Hopefully, it seems like that too. Um, you know, I don't think they're gonna be like, oh, David, should, there's like, they're not gonna get mad that it's not me running the whole thing um i really don't think that's like a a big deal um about like and then versus like the people that don't know about me and got recommended um that's probably more so clients but clients again that came from tiktok and if they're clients that came from tiktok they probably sent their friends my tiktoks 
So they've also at some point become some sort of fans as well. Um, and they always get so excited to see their, their friends get their photos from me. So, um, yeah, like, like I would say like 95% of my clients are from social media and, and then from their like word of mouth, just from their like friends and stuff. Yeah. I could see how also once someone, if they were originally like a TikTok client would totally send the videos. Cause just like this past week, I was with my friend in Hawaii. You probably saw like me get tagged in a bunch of your videos because I was like, oh, I'm interviewing David. Have you heard of him? Uh, she's, she's Korean. So she's like, a Korean uh, brother. And then she's like, <laughs> and she's a photographer too. So she started watching yes. your videos and then she was like tagging me. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. So it's very, it's very addictive. Like once yes. someone watches your video, they're going to like tag their best friends and be like, yes. girl, check this one out. So, <laughs> I think that's yeah. Awesome. Um, that's what I want to like touch on real quick. It's like, yeah. you know, like when we love, when we watch our own behavior, when we like consume content, right? Like we want to share things that like make us happy, right? Like or something we learn. And, you know, if you just think of this top of your head, what you share, it might be like a cat cuddling, you know, or it might be like a funny video. And those are the things that we share. So it's like, again, going back to my uh, point earlier, the, the, the ways we create right now is like this uh, industry of photographers and especially on Instagram again, like, you know, like, yeah, like people want to see our beautiful work, but like how many times do we really want to, like how, how often are we truly sharing like photographs all the time? So it's like create something else, like, you know, on top of the, sto- uh, of, of the photo, beautiful photo, maybe share the story or, you know, share a funny story. I think we really need to like, um, get creative with it a little bit and expand beyond that. Sorry. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think like what's so great about your videos too is they're just so funny. So like, you know, that was like one of like, like we were dying at you had one about the plant, like mommy daddy poses and we were just like <laughs> Oh no <laughs> We were like dead. <laughs> <laughs> we were like cracking up. We're like, oh my gosh. Oh so my god, yeah, you went you get you went real deep. Huh? We went real deep. <laughs> <laughs> um we have reached that point in the live where we open it up to audience q a so if you are listening and you have a question for david about portrait photography or tiktok or anything you can go ahead and hit the little hand icon in the lower right hand part of your screen and then we can bring you up on stage to ask your question Um, While we're waiting for questions to roll in, I will toss it to Kevin. Thank you. So, David, part of your content creation for TikTok has not only been of you doing posing tips, but also doing makeup, uh, makeovers of Lucero and yourself. Uh, You've done self-portraits as a K-pop artist, uh, an e-boy. You've done the dresses and you've done your implied nude photo shoot, which has been your favorite up to this point. Oh boy, um, the yeah, there's a lot of sentiment with the first one, the the K-pop one. Um, that's when I, that's the first one I took like my soft portraits really seriously, and like with every one of my shoots, there's always some sort of like deeper meaning to it. Um, not that I necessarily share it all the time, but just for me and like the like the implied nudes. Um, you know, that's that's I've made it a thing to do it every year on my birthday but 
you know, like it's really, it's truly like powerful and empowering. And because I really get to see and feel what my clients feel or as close as possible on their, on their shoot day. And, you know, I get to see all these like things that um, I might not like about myself that I don't confront every day. I'm like, dang, wow. I didn't know I had that sort of insecurity. And, you know, I, I realize again, like, it all ties back to like, why I love portraits and being able to explore and, you know, when someone that I photograph, whether it's as casual as a phone photo on the streets to a professional shoot, if they tell me that they don't like how their hand looks or their arm looks, you know, I'm not the one to be, I shouldn't be the one to be like, oh no, your hand does look good or combat it in that sense of just like denying their feelings. Um, you know, so like for me to be in that experience of seeing my own insecurity, um, like, okay, like, you know, I, I know it exists and I'll work on it, but it doesn't mean that I'm not beautiful in that moment. So let's take a photo that I think is beautiful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I guess like the, the, the implied nude or like the birthday suit photos that I do annually has become a beautiful thing for me. Aw, I love that. Um, we do have a question from David Franco, so it's a meeting of the Davids. <laughs> so, David, why don't you, David Franco, why don't you unmute yourself um, and ask your question? Sure. Hi, hey, David. <laughs> I'm David. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm based out of Los Angeles. Uh, I just had a quick question. So, um, basically, I didn't really jump on Instagram when it first came out. I was kind of one of those photographers that kind of thought of it as like oh it's just influencers it's just this and that and i never really took social media seriously until i started realizing how powerful it really is and i guess my question to you is um when you joined tiktok did you already have in instagram following or did the instagram following come from uh your you know very fun uh and addictive tiktok account <laughs> uh it definitely came from tiktok oh man i wish maybe maybe lucero can help me but i think i had like two thousand followers maybe four thousand max I, I sometimes i don't pay attention to my instagram following sure. as i'm really always focusing on tiktok but like you know if i do stop and think about it i'm like oh my gosh that's really come a long way but uh to get to your question yes i, I didn't have a big following just like two thousand or four thousand I'm really glad to hear that because I feel like um, I kind of missed the bow on Instagram. I feel like getting engagement from like the ground up, like if you're strictly on Instagram is just so difficult nowadays, especially with Instagram kind of becoming this like, you know, uh, video sharing platform instead of, you know, specifically for photography. So uh, mm. I'm going to be start eyeing, you know, other social media platforms to start building up a community that way. And then hopefully it kind of builds up my other, uh, you know, accounts and stuff because I, uh, again, I never really took social media that seriously until I, you know, started realizing like, wow, like I should be interacting with people and and not just, you know. Anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah. But really the thing is, David, unless unless you unless you hopped on Instagram like ten years ago, not even ten, like even before that, maybe like fifteen yeah. years ago when it first came out, then you already missed the boat. So like, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling everyone here probably missed the boat. Unless you have like a couple million followers on Instagram, right? right. right? So like, um, yeah. And the thing is, like, in that perspective, you're not late. And the really cool thing about Instagram now uh, is that they have Instagram Reels. Well, it's cool and not cool, but they have Instagram Reels, and 
right now I've been looking at my, like these days I've been looking at my Instagram, like metrics too. Um, and it's been growing super fast as I, as I, I just passed 200 K, I think yesterday. Congratulations. And then if I look right now to thank you, uh, if I look right now, I have an extra 10 K followers and I swear it wasn't that fast before, but you know what the interesting thing is like, um, I, I repost pretty much all of my TikToks and my second latest and sixth latest Instagram reel have uh, 1 million and then 2 million views. Wow. Right. And again, it's, 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 it's really absurd because sometimes I get less views on my TikTok video, the same video, less views on TikTok than on Instagram reel. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, like Instagram, obviously, like they're all competing against each other. That's why I said it's like, it's cool and not cool because yeah, they're just yeah. co copying from each other. But I mean, the cool part is that Instagram is really bringing sort of these uh, organic views to Instagram, which didn't exist, right? So right. Um, if you really want to grow, then like focus on Instagram. Reels, sorry. Yeah. Right, right, reels. right. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate your insight. Thank you. Yeah. We do have another question from Tanya. If Tanya, you can go ahead and mute yourself and ask your question. Hey, David, how are you? I'm a big hey. fan. I follow you on TikTok. That's how I found you. So I was really <laughs> excited when I saw you coming on here on SBE. I'm a fellow SBEer myself. Hey. I am in the Bay Area, so it's really cool that you're just like a couple hours away from me. Um, I wanted to know, um, you probably might have answered this more in detail, but how do you plan your content ahead of time? Or do you do it more so like on a weekly basis or on a daily basis? Or do you plan your self-portraits around that? I would love to know what your process is like in the actual like um, like producing the content part. Yeah, it's it's so spontaneous. Like there are moments where I like plan here and there. A lot of my like inspiration might come when I'm showering. Um, and other times I'm just scrolling and I see a video and it's like, Maybe it's more of an interactive video that I want to like respond to. Um, maybe uh, someone's asking, "Hey, how do you pose like this?" And then I like stitch that in, in TikTok ling lingo. Um, so, like in those cases, I would write it down, and I might have a little like idea bank. But like for yesterday, example, like as example, it was like eight or nine. Like it was like eight p.m. I was in bed. I was tired. I had dinner and I was just scrolling through TikTok. I was like, oh, let me take a little break. And I saw this one video and then I had the biggest like, idea that came to me. And that, that hasn't happened in a while. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to run to the studio and make this right now at 8 p.m. And there was like a little hesitation, but I was like, if I don't do this, I know I'm not going to do it. I already have other stuff that I want to make. So I was like, ah, and this is why I just like, well, my studio is granted like, three blocks down but i ran to the studio <laughs> and i like i don't know if anyone saw my content yesterday it's kind of a funny content um i was like on the ground on my knees uh trying to film this like 40 second one take shot of me sort of like doing this dialogue that i thought of and it took like two hours and for this one 40 second thing that i kept messing up but i was proud of it at the end and um, yeah, so it's very, it's very spontaneous. Um, Lucero is in here too, but she, she, she would know I'm very spontaneous. I'm like, Lucero, I want to make this. And she's like, 
okay. Um, <laughs> many times she helps out, or other times, like yesterday night, I'm just you know putting it on a tripod and doing it myself. And like, if I could ask another quick question, if that's all right with the mm-hmm. monitors, like super quick. Um, I also want to know, like, have you dealt with like burnout? Because you're doing so much, and like you are producing so much great content. You do really great work. Do you ever feel like there's moments where you feel like you just need to hit pause or you just need to like kind of break? And what do you do to kind of revamp yourself? Um, I just, I just stop making content if I feel burnt out. You know, it's like my YouTube, I feel a little burnt out right now. I did a big sort of collaboration video um, that took a lot of time and money to make. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm just going to take a break. I mean, I don't even see it as a break. I'm just like, ah. You know, and like for my YouTube, I do have it on my banner, like video every Thursday. I'm like, you know what? It's okay. And um, like TikToks too, there's no schedule for me. Like I say a rule of thumb for me is just like a video a day. Um, But sometimes that's two, three videos a day. And other times it's no video for a couple of days if I'm traveling. And um, I'm just, I'm okay with that. Yeah, but that's again because I'm not seeing it as like marketing, right? Like if earlier on I was like, oh my gosh, it's a part of the business model. Right. My marketing director is getting on top of me. Then it's like, you know, I don't have a marketing director, but it's just, it's just a joke. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm the marketing director. Um, you know, but if you treat it that way, then yeah. But um, at least for me, it didn't start that way and still the foundation. So I just create as I go. It's, it's fun that way. That's really great. Thanks for sharing, Dave. I appreciate it. Thank you, monitors. Thank you, Tony. Always good to see many people jumping in here. All right. Let's see. We have another question from Hannah. If you can unmute yourself and go ahead and ask David. Hey, guys. Um, Hi, David. I'm also a fan of your um, TikTok, and I love the videos where you have the duck sound at the end. I think it's (laughs) like 10 times so so much funny funnier but um with such a huge following that you have how do you handle people with like negative negative energy or negative comments like you know the haters because i have a tiktok and i just started it and it's just really for portraits there was one uh, person who said nobody cares <laughs> and i was like no, <laughs> let me no. just block you because i don't need that energy <laughs> but for you that you have such a huge following how do you handle that i'm so curious uh, mm, <laughs> uh i don't know if i handle it well <laughs> i just like I, I just try to ignore it um it's funny because i always say uh, Lucero is sort of like my emotional support too. <laughs> um, and she knew that coming on as well. I was like, Lucero, there's many times I would just go to Lucero and be like, Lucero, I need a hug. And yeah, I just get a hug. Whether it's because it was a tiring day or like some like bad comment came up. I feel like something <coughs> bad came up the other day and we were just talking about it. But it's great to have, you know, good people around you, of course. Um, but I mean, there's no real way, like if, if it's in your DNA to... Um, get like riled up about those things like like me then you know there's no like at least for me i haven't found a technique or something to master to deal with it i feel like some people are just born to just be like really like um i don't know what's the right word um not care about those things um but again if you're like me if you're like 
that get sensitive over those things. And I don't know. I just try to, I just ignore it. And I have good people around me to talk about it. And then they, um, if I want to do something impulsive, they'll stop me. But those impulsive things too, I've learned to just kind of like, oh, no, I don't need to engage with that. In the beginning, sometimes I would engage with it. I'll make a video about it or something like that. But, you know, I was just, you know, I don't want to put that on my audience. And um, those, those kind of things, you kind of train yourself to be like, ah, oh, no, these are just people just um, at a worse place in their life than most people wasting their energy on me. Um, they're giving me views. That's good. Engagement. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's any good answer, but I, I can give that to you. Hey, it's honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did bring up Lucero onto the stage to, you know, if you had any que- uh, questions for her to answer for you, help you out there, David. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Lucero, <laughs> welcome to the Portrait System Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, you so much. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you very much, Hannah. So, David, I wanted to pivot a little bit um, into the discussion uh, and your thoughts of feelings uh, and the steps you've taken uh, as a guy in a female-based genre of photography. Hmm. Uh, so, and the fact that you were part of the audience of Sue Rice's men's intensive workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, one, what was, what was it like to be part of the audience learning from Sue on how to approach uh, doing women's portraiture as a man? Um, I mean, the live audience was incredible. Like, um, you know, there's, there's nothing like learning in person. And of course, um, and Sue's a huge icon to me. So meeting her in person, that was actually the second time I got to meet her. But still, like, nonetheless, it's, um, you know, starstruck as well. Um, everything feels a lot more powerful every word she says you you know feel the room and things like that um so yeah that was an incredible experience being a part of the live uh, audience but it was, it was you know at that time it was uh it was a good point because i was struggling with that same concept of like being a guy uh serving a woman and you know um there's at that point too, there wasn't a lot of guys. Um, I think that was a huge thing that we were bringing up and which is probably the reason why Sue wanted to like uh, cater to us as well. Um, so it came out of a really good time because yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Like if we just take Sue's blueprints and make no adjustments, then, you know, how can we, <laughs> it's really tough to just follow that same blueprint and talk the same way Sue does you know, it's, it's not from our words. So you had made a post in the Sue Bryce education Facebook group. Um, mm. You said that the business model works, the posing works, the, the belief in yourself works, but the voice didn't. Mm-hmm. What changes did you feel you had to make as a male photographer to make the voice fit for you? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, for the male photographers in here and anyone too, like, you know, like Sue's, um, Sue talks about the 40 over 40 campaign, right? Like, I don't actually even really truly know what that is. It's like the, you know, 40 photos for people over 40, right? Uh, or 40, like people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's 40, and 40 people uh, age 40 and up. Right. 
And, you know, I try to do that. And, you know, I try to make it like um, we're 40 women. But, you know, I was like, I don't know how I even speak to these women. I don't even know how many people, how many people that are over 40 are in my inner circle. Um, and, you know, you don't even have to be a guy to feel that way. Maybe, you know, um, you're of the younger demographic in Sue's community, which I know as well for me, I was like, there, was, there weren't a lot of um, people in the younger 20s at that time, which I struggled with as well. I was like, okay, how do I do this as a like 24-year-old guy coming out of college? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's why you just can't take that blueprint because you, you might see a campaign like that and you don't feel attached to it personally. Um, that's why for me, TikTok was so important as well. Just finding my own voice and doing my own things and just like... Oh. That way you're just being a lot more introspective and you're sharing the joys of what you do. And then you realize, ah, this is, this is what my clients really see from me. And, and you realize when you start creating your own, own content, you're not just speaking the words of your mentor or your teacher. Um, you start to really understand um, what you enjoy and you understand by doing it and experiencing it and sharing I think that's such a great point because um, we had, I think it was last last week, two weeks ago, we were interviewing, was it Kate Stiles? We were interviewing someone yeah. who, mm-hmm. um, who had a bear campaign. And it was, so basically she was saying that she was, Kevin, help me remember the name because I don't think it was Kate Stiles, but um, she was interviewing or she, she knew that the 40 over 40, like didn't resonate. Cause she's very young too. She started her business when she was like 18. It was and Keely so, Miller. Keely Miller. Thank you. I was like, I know it's not Kate Styles. Okay. So Keely Miller. Mm. Yeah. She started her business when she was 18 and, um, she had to come up with a completely different campaign. One that spoke to her. Cause like the 40 over 40 didn't work. And I think that's like the thing is if something's not working for you, it's not because the thing doesn't work. It's because you haven't found a connection to it. And that's where like a lot of people get, get hung up and they just get so frustrated. Just like you said, like if you think about TikTok as just like marketing and then you spend like five hours on a video and then it doesn't go anywhere, you're going to be mad. Well, same thing with if you just try to adopt a campaign that you have no like connection to, it's not going right. to work for you. Or if you try to say, the Sue's little phone script, but you don't personally resonate with those words. It's not going to work for you. Oh yeah, for sure. So would you say your, your target audience is the younger demographic because you relate to them better than say someone um, a bit older? You know what? I, I think I relate to so many people now, like finding my voice. I, I don't know what it is. Everything's like, it just expanded, but at the same time, it's just so simple of like, it's such a simple mission of, and passion of helping people just feel beautiful. And, and yes, like if you think about it, it's like, yes, that's what Sue teaches us, but like creating content around it and experiencing it really like changes how, like what that statement is to you. At least it's been for me. And I can have that conversation with anyone now without, you know, feeling like I need to pull a script mm. on my notepad or anything. Like it's truly like my, like, like my passion and joy. And that's again, like goes back to me creating content. That's why it's, it's just a lot easier for me 
um, just speaking about it. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been uh, flown out to Minnesota to teach my first like posing slash confidence workshop. Um, you know, so it's, it's all these things that I never imagined would happen. Um, and my like client demographic too is just like everywhere because my TikTok audience is also everywhere as well. Um, it ranges from uh, like high school teens to um, all the way up to like moms. But then something that's been really surprising is the post-college like 20-year-olds, which I never thought um, would be someone I'd be serving. Because I always thought, oh, there's no way students coming out of uh, college at the age of 22, 23, getting their first job will be able to afford this. But, you know, I was proven wrong. And that was just me projecting my own, like, you know, thoughts. And um, it, it, I truly serve so many people. And it's because it's of that one message of, hey, like, you know, you, you deserve to see yourself as artwork and, and feel beautiful for yourself. I think, too, what's really amazing is that, like, people can be on TikTok watching your videos but not making posts, right? Because, like, I feel like people always say, oh, well, my demographic isn't on TikTok. But it's like oh, millions and millions of people are on TikTok. But that doesn't mean, like, that everyone is, like, making videos or content on there. But you can bet that people are spending, like, hours scrolling it, right? Yes. <laughs> like, watching what you do. Um, yes. So I think, like, what you're saying, too, is, like, so amazing. Because it's, like, of course, all these different ages are going to find you. Because there's all kinds of different people watching mm -hmm. TikTok. And you never know who's going to get connected to your content. And just because you don't see content creators that might be in your demographic. Mm -hmm. Which, of course, isn't true. Because I've seen some amazing 50-plus-year-old, like, <laughs> yes. you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> content creators on TikTok. But... You can say that, but it's like, I just feel like that's such a bad excuse, but I hear it all the time from oh, gosh. like other photographers that their demographic mm -hmm. isn't on TikTok. That was Instagram too, before it became Instagram, you know, and that's yeah, all yeah, social totally. medias are that will come in the future as well. Like it will be made for a certain group of people, but once it really takes off, like everyone's going to flood to it. Yeah, totally. And it seems like you really just embody like by creating these videos it's really helped you embody what you do in the message and that's what just makes it so powerful and connected because you're so aligned with your message mm -hmm. and I feel like that is the number one takeaway to me of like super ice education is like not to copy you but to find your alignment and your embodiment with what you're here to like serve and what your purpose is I wanted to bring up uh, the projects that you're working on you're currently working on something called the how to be photogenic project uh, can you tell us <laughs> yes. a bit about that yeah um it's been kind of like a running joke um there's like these uh <laughs> it's like a trend on tiktok for these like fashion instagrammer influencers to make these uh trendy videos where they teach people these cool poses to do for your instagram photos but then, like, they could title it just cool poses to do for your Instagram photos, but then they instead uh, title it uh, poses to do if you're unphotogenic or if you're non-photogenic. Um, and it always ticks me off, you know. I'm sure we could all have a very long conversation about that um, as photographers. 
So I've made, I've made many like sort of spoof videos on it, comedy videos, educational videos saying, oh my gosh, you guys, it's not that you're like, it's, it's the problem that lies with just like the very tender connection between the words like photogenic and beauty. Um, so it's like, yeah, don't call it not photogenic. That, you know, a lot of people feel like it's tied to their self-worth and their self-beauty. And so I've created a lot of content sort of teaching people to uh, deconstruct that and say, hey, like um, a, a good analogy I used was, you know, like I could, I could draw, like if someone prompted me to draw a picture of myself, no matter how hard I try to be a stick figure. But the difference is that I wouldn't look at that stick figure and feel bad about myself. I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I look terrible. Why is it that when we take a bad picture of ourselves, if we're not a photographer, you know, we feel bad. So, um, you know, a lot of people resonate with that. And I've, I've shared that message. People love that. And they're like, wow, I never thought of it that way. And just realize, like, again, I thought all these skills that I learned as a photographer were just useful for me. But it can, like, truly help so many people. Even the slightest of little difference, of, like learning a little lighting trick or a posing trick, how to uh, angle your chin a little bit this way. Um, like, I've gotten so many messages from people all around the world on how much it's helped them uh, feel beautiful uh, or take one photo of themselves, at least have the courage to do so. So um, I want to expand on that and uh, build a course for people to um, very consumer friendly for anyone to learn to just take beautiful photos of themselves. Totally looking forward for that. Uh, We are running out of time, but I did want to get this one in here. Uh, so this week you made a post where you thank your community for reaching 200,000 uh, followers on Instagram. Once again, congr- congratulations on that. Uh, in that post, you said that you're working on something even bigger that you will announce next week. Uh, I'd just like to remind you that this podcast is not accessible to anyone until we launch the audio next week on Thursday. <laughs> Do you feel like giving our current audience a little sample of what that's about maybe the title of the project or you know (laughs) tell us the whole thing it's fine you know i'm moving to la hey yeah (laughs) yeah all right yeah it's a big move for us uh lucero's coming along um and yeah it's a big move for my content creator uh career uh connecting with other content creators and just doing bigger things over there um and yeah, I just haven't figured out the best way to kind of like announce it because it is a big move. Our, you know, we have a lot of potential clients out there that would be really excited once they hear that too. So Very yeah, that's, cool. that's a big secret. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you're moving closer to Ashley and away from me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you're Aww. welcome in Santa Barbara anytime, David, if you need a, a weekend getaway. <laughs> yes. And you can see more of SoCal. So yes. <laughs> Well, it has been an absolute pleasure having you with us. A lot of very good information. Um, but like I said, we have hit the one hour mark. But before we let you go, I'd like to ask you to go ahead and tell people where they can find you. I'm having some grapes. Um, <laughs> you can find me on um, TikTok at David Saw, and then on, on Instagram at David Saw Photo. Right now, I'm currently trying to acquire David Saw from another David Saw. Um, and then, yeah, David saw on YouTube too. If you want to see some longer in-depth videos of me. And yeah. 
Awesome. Thank you very much. By the way, on Nikki's episode, you said something about Twitch. I went there, followed you. I haven't seen you on. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. I'm sorry to let you down, Kevin. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch David game. Let's get it. Nothing. Nothing. Maybe, maybe that's a little, little something I add on to when I move to L.A. Boom. But, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. And everyone, please, please, please go follow David. And make sure to follow The Portrait System on Instagram and Facebook as well. Also, be sure to check out the blog posts that are associated with our Clubhouse interviews at suebriceeducation.com forward slash blog. Uh, if you are a member of S- Sue Bryce Education and you have any more questions for David, Ashley, or myself, go tag us in a post in the SBE Members Only Facebook group. If you are not a member of Sue Bryce Education and you are interested in learning more about how we can help you and your business succeed, email Ella with support at support at suebriceeducation.com. Thank you again for joining us, and we hope you can join us next week. Thanks again for listening today, and don't forget you can listen to either me or our special guests every Friday on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you so much for listening to the Portrait System Podcast. Your five-star reviews really help us to continue what we do. So if you like listening, would you mind giving us a review wherever you listen? I also encourage you to head over to SueBriceEducation.com where you can find all of the education you need to be a successful photographer. There are over 1,000 on-demand educational videos on things like posing, lighting, styling, retouching, shooting, marketing, sales, business, and self-value. There's also the 90-Day Startup Challenge plus so many downloads showing hundreds of different poses. We have to-do checklists for your business, lighting PDFs, I mean truly everything to help make you a better photographer and to make you more money. Once again, that's SueBriceEducation.com. It's time for me to tell you about this episode's sponsor, Fujifilm North America. If you haven't experienced portraits and wedding scenes created on the large format GFX system digital camera sensor, you are missing out. Along with up to 102 megapixel resolution, you'll find rich colors and gorgeous in-camera looks. There's also AI-driven subject detection and 8 frames per second bursts inside the compact GFX100 digital camera. Hit the link in this episode's description to view the products. It's time to dream big in your creative process.